Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Weevil Community Podcast. My name is Waimi, and I am your host. On this episode, we have an amazing young man who is doing so well in the social impact space. He shares with us about his journey and how being raised by a single female breadwinner has shaped him as a person and some of the hurdles he had to cross that have made him who he is today. Great. So, hello, Mimshak. Good to have you here. Um, I mean, it's super. I'm super excited to have you on this um, podcast um, today. Um, I know that this 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 one will be super super amazing. Um, so, before we start, um, I'd like okay. you to please just introduce yourself. Just tell us a bit about you. All right. So, my name is Mimshak uh, Obioha. I am. Um, currently the executive director for Ventures Platform Foundation, where we support the boldest entrepreneurs on the continent to create solutions, leveraging innovation and technology uh, to, some of, to, to some of the most pressing problems. Um, I am also a trained architect, even though now I, do not, I no longer design buildings. I kind of design programs that change people's lives. I'm a super passionate social entrepreneur uh, and a very, very devout Christian. So. And a lot of, and a couple of people will say I'm a mama's boy, but but I, I stand to say I am not a mama's boy. But, um, but I, I would I would like to argue because I mean I met your mom, <laughs> and I mean it was it was super amazing just being with her, um, and speaking with her. I mean I I, yes. I saw the way she was you know looking at you and asking you questions and all of that. You're definitely a mama's boy. So no, with that <laughs> we're going to go into the first question. Um, so please okay. just share a bit how childhood was like. Um, so now I'm raising my child by my by myself, but I don't necessarily yeah. know what it was to, you know, be raised in a home with just you know just a mom. So yeah. just take us like through your childhood. How was it? How was your mom? How 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 did you? How was the experience for you? Okay, so so um, I have this like cliche quote that I use every time I have to go do public speaking. Um, so I go like, um, so I was raised by a single mother and we were like broke. So there was always too much month at the end of the money, um, which, which simply means that the salary oh, no. in, in, oh, no. in the um, my, my mom was a civil servant, still is a civil servant. Um, and, and she really, really wanted like a better life for her kids. So. Uh, I have a brother, so which means that we had to go to private schools. And, and you know, for a civil servant yeah. who ends, I think my mom has worked for the civil service for 20 plus years now, about 30 years. Yeah. And my first salary ever working in the private sector was is more than what she earned today. I, so, I, I can remember. And this, this was me at, at 20, 23. My salary at 23 was more than what she earns now after 30 years of work. Yeah. So yeah. that just gives you, that gives you an idea of what she had to leave on training two kids. So you know the uh, funny thing is, yeah. my both parents civil servants. My dad's retired yeah. now, but even yeah. the two of them were working in civil service. But we also still had issues with school fees growing up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I used to tell people that um that I I. I, I used to always so so after 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 the first week of salary of course, um, we had different malams that so I grew up in Jos, um, in the north and we had different malams that we would buy, bashi bashi means like credits we would buy things on credit from, and and you had like so for week one we had the malam for week two week three and week four 
and you have to dodge the other malams to ensure that they don't see you when you're yeah. going to the next malam to buy stuff oh, wow. on credit. Um, I, I was always the kid that you called out for school fees, like, and, and what was really comical because this is kind of comical because from primary school to secondary school, my bossa in primary school for some weird reason transitioned to my secondary, secondary school, school when I was moving to secondary school. Oh, wow. So, exactly. So I think I only paid my school fees on time once. And, and it's just so comical because when she comes to class to call those who haven't paid school fees to send them out of school, she doesn't look at the list before she calls my name. <laughs> like it has to be there. <laughs> yeah. She calls Ivo Bioha. And then she looked at least and calls the remaining people. Mm-hmm. And I remember on this this term I paid early, and she called me. And she calls my name. I'm like, I've paid. And you're like, No, you've not. I'm like, I've I'm like, No, you, you couldn't have paid. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Wow, you actually have paid. Like, and that was actually the first time. So, so I, I used to tell people that like, I, I learned how to play video games with other people's video games. We never had any luxuries. I learned how to ride other people's bicycles. But, but what was critical was, I think I think my mom was a really unique mother because even though growing up as a child, I, I didn't like her um, because because my mom would beat the black out of you. Like literally, she would whoop, oh, no word. And, and it's incredible because she's beating you and she's crying with you. Aww. So <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, you will not disgrace me. Mm-hmm. You will not. You would hide my nakedness. Yeah. Big, ah, yeah. She's crying, and you were crying, and she's crying. Yeah. But I think one of the things that my mom did was really critical, different, was was the words that she told me. And I think um, somebody, one of my mentors used to say that, that when you were a child, you only remember what your parents give you. But when you grow older, you only remember what your parents said to you. And, and, and I've always told myself, I'm going to write this book called Lessons from My Mom. Because, like, the, literally, the person I've become today um, is critically based off of the things that she said mm-hmm. and, and very, 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 very vital things from, from, from simple things like um, I don't owe you anything and nobody does owe you anything and so whatever anybody ever gives you is because they are generous and because they are kind yeah. so you must be very grateful yeah. and, and that has made me a very grateful person I remember when I, when I got my, my on all my jobs when I received my salary I, I send a message to my boss and say thank you very much for the salary and they're like, yeah, you worked for it. I'm like, well, yeah, but you didn't have to pay me because I have friends who have jobs and they are owed for the fifth month in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and so if you're paying me, it's not because you have to, but because you're a you're a good person. Yeah. And I think that 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 attitude of gratitude literally has opened like a ton of doors for me. Um, I remember one one time I had a mentor, and he had mentored me for years, and on one of his birthdays, I, I bought a gold pen. Now this pen cost me 25,000 naira. That was my whole salary because I was an NYC copper. Mm. And, and when I gave him that gift, I remember he had a friend over and he told his friend like, look at the gift that Mimstra got me. And the friend looked at it and said, wow, you will go very far. Oh wow. And, and I, I didn't even know the meaning of that. I was like, well, for me, it's, it's normal to be grateful because it's one of the things that my mom taught me as a kid. So I think that like she, she gave me words. Um, it, it just it makes me remember um, something that in the Bible. Um, so sorry, I'm a church I'm a church boy. So you pardon you pardon me quoting the Bible no a lot. When uh, when Jacob deceived his father Isaac to bless him, 
and 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 the father had blessed him and said that your 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 siblings will bow to you to you will be the head you'll be the best yeah. and then Esau Esau found out came with the venison and Isaac said I'm so sorry I have already blessed already, Jacob yeah. and behold he shall be blessed mm-hmm. and, and 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 Esau was like anything for me anything at all he said I'm sorry but I have already made him yeah. your head yeah and and my and, and and my mentor would say that um that Jacob Joseph, um, Isaac did not give Jacob anything. He only gave him words. But those words that he gave him made him the head. So I would say that even though my mom didn't have like a fortune to leave for me, but the words that she gave me literally have been able to give me an inheritance and 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 has made me all the other happy ones. So so, so I'm super I grateful. I'm I'm just I'm hearing a lot of um you know your the things that she said to you and how she trained you basically has shaped your mindset has shaped your yeah. processes you know and all of that but i'm also hearing you talk about mentors and mentors so how how early or how at what time in your life did you have mentors and were they men do you think that it is important for um or how much importance is it you know for a child to have like a male yeah. role model or a male figure you know in their lives do you mm. think that it made any difference Yeah so so for me um I, I whenever I talk about my mom um well look anybody can think what they want I'm just going to be myself on this on this podcast so 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 my mom my, I I I don't know if anybody has watched home home is like I watch a lot of animation I'm a, I'm an architect so we watch quite a lot of animation type movies um, and home is this is this series that is this movie is this animated feature length that Rihanna did a voice over on and had this alien so they are, they are called the boo so there's this part where so the boo sorry i'm i'm diverting to this anecdote but, no, it's fine. but the boo are known to, they are known to run away from trouble like every time there is danger they run they move. in the opposite direction <laughs> so so this particular boo um gets interact with humans mm-hmm. and, and 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 he he she changes his mindset about stuff about life and there's this scene where they're all running away from trouble and he's running in the opposite direction towards the trouble oh, wow. and then the other boob are like look at this boob he's running towards the direction of trouble and he's like wow he must be a super boob <laughs> so so i would i would like to say that my mom is a super mom um <laughs> so that being said as a male as a child as a male child um, i grew up with women i grew up with my grandmother first and then my mother and her sisters and and her friends so i i had a lot of women in my life but but one of the things my mom did to balance things was i had different male role models at different phases of my life um at a point there was a man called um captain goon so general goon the former president of nigeria's younger brother who was the chief pilot of nigeria at that time so he flew babangida he flew abacha he flew obasanjo and he lived directly opposite our house in jos like his kind of like village household yeah and he was like at the point in my life he was a male role model and it's just because as a guy you you so so for 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 single mothers or single parents that have like male kids mm-hmm. it's very critical i think that they have male role model son who's a responsible male that they look up to because if they don't have that person that you give them like you paint for them they would pick role models and it would be from the music videos exactly. and from MTV days exactly and from youtube and from all the wrong places yeah. 
So, so at a point in my life, I had Captain Gowan, who was a role model, and he was an incredible role model. Um, um, he was a man that was, when you say someone who was clean, he was neat to almost a fault. He was very, very focused as a man. Um, I would go to see him and, and he would inspire me. Um, I spent some holidays with him. It was incredible, right? Um, then my mom had this myriad of pastors who would come to the house. Um, I know it, it could it could be a little excessive because what my mom would do is, if we were watching a movie, for example, and I saw and I saw a man with braids, and I'm like, wow, that looks cool. I like braids. My mom wouldn't say anything. She, you know, most parents are like, what? You like braids? What's wrong with you? Braids. That irresponsible. No, my mom won't say anything. She's not like, oh, really interesting. But she would talk to like five male pastors. <laughs> oh, I'm finding and... <laughs> No, no, actually, they, they, they'd even come praying. They would come, they would just visit, and all of a sudden, all the pastors coming would start talking about how it's wrong to braid your hair. Right. Like, really? Like, how how right. did you all all of a sudden have that as, as your topic, mm-hmm. right? Then at the time in my life, um, I, I, I joined Christ Embassy and, and Pastor Chris became like a, a mentor to me. Oh Even though it was a mentor from a distance. But yeah. I used to tell a lot of people that, that, that the words that I heard from Pastor Chris literally also made, changed, made a difference in my life. So when I meet people, a lot of times they ask me like, I, did you school overseas? Did you ever have international influence? I'm like, no. No. Um, primary secondary university in Nigeria. Um, I think the first time I traveled abroad was a couple of years ago. So I had little or no international influence, but but like the, the, the things that he said in his teachings literally formed the mindset. Yeah. Um, then in business, um, early on, I had, I met, um, while, while in university, one of my colleagues, one of my um, 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 friend's elder brother introduced me to the nonprofit world. And I remember then he would talk about this impact work that he was doing with this NGO. I didn't know what an NGO was. Mm. I was like 18. And but he would talk very vehemently about impact. And I think that literally put me on the path of impact that I am today, like working, yeah. running an NGO, yeah. doing a lot of work in international development. But but yeah. that was like my first entry. And I, and then I started thinking about how can I impact my world? How can I do things differently? How can I make a difference? Right. And I think that was my first introduction. And he was for me at that time he was a mentor. I remember like two years ago, I had to call my friend to send me his elder brother's number. And he's like, why, why? And I'm like, I have to call him because like, he doesn't know. He's living his life. Like, but he never knew that he sowed a seed that now has germinated to be all of these things. Yeah. And then at a point in my life, then I met uh, Kola Ino, who, who, who was then my mentor again in business. Um, And a lot of things I learned around even building a business model, um, running a pilot program, yeah. running a cash flow statement, like a lot of things, even thinking through the idea yeah. I learned from Colin, you know. So for me, um, I think mentors have been an incredible, incredible impact in my life because it has helped me not make the same mistakes that other people have made. Right. So so instead of me making a mistake that you've made, I make new mistakes because I can leverage on your knowledge, I can knowledge on your expertise, I can leverage on your influence and your experience. Yeah. And, and yeah, so mentors for me have been great. And I think Fortunately or unfortunately, all my mentors have been male. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just because I've had a very highly female background. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so my mom, her sisters, my yeah. aunties, my grandmom um, have been a huge influence in my life. So yeah, so I think I had to balance it with having a lot of male mentors. Yeah, I, I also think that, uh, you know, mentorship is important. You know, being mentored by the right, right person 
or the right people at different stages of your life. Um, I also have, you know, done some work. I, I actually wish I was introduced into the development space, the impact space, a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I've done probably a lot more than you know what I'm doing now. And and honestly, it's I, I think it's one of the best lines of you know work that anybody should be in. But well, that that's talk for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna ask, like growing up in school, um, maybe in your neighborhood and everything, did you mm. feel different? you know, from people who were in two-parent homes? Did you feel yeah. any kind of, you know, stigmatization from church, from school, uh, yeah. you know, your playmates or anything? Did you feel different in any way? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I was always different. Um, and, and I think that has also formed a lot of who I am now. But I, let me talk about this, about the difference, right? Um, I, it, it, I remember recently I was talking to a friend, and, and I've known this friend since I was 14, 15, um, and and I was talking to her recently, and I and I mentioned my dad, mm-hmm. and she's like, um, "This is the first time I'm ever hearing you talk about your dad, right? Like you you like you never mention your dad, never, like not even in passing, like you never you never make reference to your dad." And I'm like, "So you?" I like, "Yeah, of course I have a dad." Like, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so in, in that light, yes, um, I've always felt different. But I think, so I always tell people that single people from single homes, because apparently I, re- I did an audit and I realized that all my friends, most of my friends were from single homes. Um, and I think, I, I don't even know how, we just found ourselves and we just bonded together. Um, like literally from some of my best friends from, from Barbara that you know. Yeah, um, my dad. To, yeah. <laughs> Um, most 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 of my most of my closest friends, even from childhood, were all from single homes. Um, and I and I used to say that we are typically extremist kids, um, and that's why it's very. It's, my mom was very particular about the things I was introduced to really early, uh, because uh, until today I'm, I'm a very extremist kind of person. Anything I do, I, I don't do half. I don't know how to do half. Like I go all the way, and I think is I think is a craving that we have. Uh, like there's this void that we have to fill so whatever we put there we like chuck it in like in 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 in, in <laughs> until it goes all the way in um so 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 for me i i got used to being different and i think it also formed who i am today i'm, I'm a very what's the word I'm, I'm a very controversial i think I, I call it contrarian i'm a very contrarian person like if everybody had any direction i just automatically head in the other direction, the other direction. Just, just for the sake of being different <laughs> And I think it's because I had to get used to being different because I was picked on, I was teased um, a lot, and I had to get comfortable being teased. Yeah. I had to get, I had to own. So, like I tell people today, I say, own your shit. Like, yeah. like it's your shit. Own it. Like, yeah, I'm from a single home. Yeah, yeah. And so what? Yeah. And yeah. and I think when you learn how to laugh at yourself, people can laugh at you. People, it's no longer fun to laugh at you anymore. Exactly. Like, ah, look at you, always talking about your mom, mama's boy. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? I'm such a mama's boy. <laughs> What? The- <laughs> like you're supposed to get upset. I'm like, nah, it's not that shit. serious. I don't get upset. It's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I got I got really used to being different. But yes, of course, I was teased a lot. Um, I was made fun of a lot. People always say like, you're always talking about your mom. Have you got a dad? I'm like, yeah, I got a dad. Like, but we never talk about. It. I'm like, yeah, because I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, man. 
but but yeah so but i but i had to get i had to get used to it but i think one of the things my mom did was she never made me feel like because i didn't have a dad or i didn't have a dad around it didn't, it didn't i didn't feel like i was missing out on anything um and so i had i had uncles that would come around and would would give me gifts would come on my birthdays will i had this uncle that was incredible like every weekend he would bring me a new set of cassette you know cassette v- yeah, VH, VH, yeah of Tom and Jerry i think by the time i was like 10 i'd watch every Tom and Jerry on the planet right and michael jackson and i and i think i was thinking about it recently like i'm no more a child like i'm an uncle now like i need to find some child to mentor i need to like find <laughs> some child to give him to go give some Tom and Jerry too <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because it was it was it was very money it was very vital to me at that yeah. time yeah. um yeah so so i learned how to be different i learned how to enjoy being different um i learned how to own my shit and i think it made me a lot confident um but but, but i think that a lot of a lot of kids who who don't make that transition into enjoying being different mm-hmm. and then it it makes them depressed and it puts them in their shell yeah. because they don't know how to laugh at themselves and i yeah. think everybody has to learn how to laugh at themselves So I'm I'm just excited that you you brought that up. Um so the episode 4 of our podcast actually I actually you know talked through um some of the stigmatization and the stereotyping that we had heard of women who are raising their families yeah. by themselves. Um and there's so many some of them yeah. are outrightly ridiculous, you know. And one of the things that came up was yeah. Uh, one of the things that we've heard is that children that are raised by mothers are always deprived, you know, they're the ones who don't feel like they're loved. um they are the only, they are the ones usually come off worse or you hear that you know you know there's just so many stories out there so um when you think about them do you think that these yeah. this stereotyping are generally wrong have you have you had to have you necessarily experienced anyone and had to be like no yo yo you i was raised by my by my mom alone and that that's not it have you ever faced that kind of um, so, Hmm. Learn to laugh at yourself because when you do nobody else can laugh at you. Get used to being different. Wow. It's been such an insightful conversation with Memshak on this episode. Please join us next week as we share the concluding part of our interview with Memshak Obioha. We will continue to share the success stories because at Weevil we are changing the narrative one story at a time.